You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. It's good to be here in Northwest this morning. I love coming out here and and what an awesome morning it already, already. The Spirit of God is here, is so here. And you know, mom was just saying that you know we've started this new series, and man, what a series to be to be in. Sorry, Joel, I might just move your mic. I might run into it. I like to move. What an awesome series. If you don't know me, my name's Earl, and uh, along with my wife, Christina, we get to run the amazing youth ministry that is a live youth of uh, C3 Victory, and, and uh, man, we love it. I am uh, sore right now because we took our youth ministry to uh, Revolution Park on Friday. We're trampolining, bubble soccer, and uh, I don't think you're ever too old to do bubble soccer. It is so much fun. I was like, they were, bang- they were ganging up on me. I ended upside down with my feet in the air in this bubble soccer. Scott, I reckon you should give it a go. <laughs> but it was good. We love our youth ministry, and we love to just to, we love being pastors, pastors in this amazing, incredible church. And um, I'm really missing Darren and Beck, Pastor Darren and Beck, this morning. What incredible encouragers they are! What incredible pastors! And uh, you know they've had a great couple of weeks off, rest, and uh, they need it. So when you see them here next Sunday, give them a big hug. I know you will. And uh, you guys have got incredible campus pastors here at Northwest. So uh, it is good. So we're uh, we're talking about freedom, and uh, and. Um, you know, I heard uh, Cedric's message last week. I listened to it on the podcast, and um, I was at Central, and Pastor Keith uh, kicked off this message at Central about freedom from the inside out. And uh, this morning, I've called mine freedom realigning to His truth, and I'm excited about that. And uh, so, one one of the main points that Pastor Keith talked about last week is that our freedom is the greater truth. And uh, if you don't know, I'm already going to kick straight into this because I've got a lot to say. And I, I really believe that this morning a lot of people are going to get free uh, from something. And uh, I've got saying that I really want to uh, pick on this morning that, uh, you know, troubles all of us at some point in our life. And it has with me, and um, you know, I just really want to. Uh, I really believe that we're going to see people set free this morning. And um, so, last week, Pastor Keith talked about our freedom is the great, greater truth. Excuse me. And it's Galatians five verse one it says, "It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery." See, our freedom is not determined by uh, circumstances going on around us. It's not measured by what people say about us or to us. Our freedom is determined by the truth and that, tr- and that truth that already belongs to us. It belongs to us already. And so if freedom is determined by truth, what truth are we then holding on to? Because we, we can believe that some things are true when they're not. And in John 8, 31 to 32 in the NIV, it says, To the Jews who have believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold on to my teaching, 
you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But I love what it says in the Message Bible. It says, Then Jesus turned to the Jews who had claimed to believe in him. If you stick with this living out what I tell you, you are my disciples for sure. Then you'll experience for yourself the truth and the truth will free you. And it's, it is an experiential thing. You need to experience this truth, especially this truth that God talks about, the truth, the, the one and only truth, and the one and only truth that will set you free. And so last week, Pastor Keith, he, he showed us this diagram at, um, at Central, and I'm going to kind of talk about it, and you can chuck that diagram up if, you, if I put it up there, and uh, and. This diagram, we all know about the body, soul, and spirit kind of mentality. We've all heard about that, right? All body, soul, spirit. We are made of the body, soul, and spirit. Our body, uh, which I've got, I've realized I've got very skinny after running a lot. Uh, and uh, then we've got our soul, which is our like thoughts and everything. And then we have our spirit, which is you know, the spirit of the truth, the Holy Spirit, uh, which lives right inside of us. And so... We have these, sometimes what happens is that we have these attacks that come in from the outside. They come in from the outside in. We have emotional attacks. We have physical attacks, uh, things that, um, you know, distract us. And see, what happens is that when we hold on to these attacks and they soon affect our uh, emotions, they affect our thoughts, and at the end... Uh, can, if we really hold on to them, they can affect our will and our choices. So if we have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it a little bit more, because what Pastor Keith was talking about last week is uh, we can live sometimes in our day-to-day life because we all know that we're not in church every single day, right? We don't have an incredible band uh, playing to us in the car every single morning when we're going to work having to go face colleagues or our bosses or uh, people that we work with. We don't have Pastor Keith uh, talking to us with incredible scripture and incredible theology and, and doctrine and all this kind of stuff when we don't have Pastor Darren and Beck speaking incredible encouragements into our lives every day. We have our reality. We have our day-to-day life that we have to go through. And see, what happens is that we, can, we have this outside-in living. And what can happen is that living from the outside-in is when we allow circumstances to dictate us like defeat, opposition, and betrayal, which then leads to bitterness and everything like that. And see, these circumstances will try and define us and dictate to us, and I've had, I, I deal with this all the time. You know, I, I'm never, I'm not perfect at all. I'm still, I'm still doing this journey, and and so on a Monday to Friday, Monday to Sunday, you know, we have these kind of thoughts of, well, who do you think you are? You don't have the right to do this, or you'll never overcome in this area. That's sometimes a really big one because we struggle with trying to become more in the image of God. And, you know, the enemy just throws these fiery arrows, like it says in the Word, 
that you'll never overcome this area. You'll never be like Jesus. But the one thing that I really wanted to talk about this morning, one thing where I really felt and I had to deal with, and I'm so glad that God dealt with this and set me free from this, uh, is the area of insecurity. And insecurity is huge. And, um, you know, Pastor Keith, he's speaking about it this morning because he got the same word as well, and which is awesome because God works like that. And, uh, and, you know, I had this, after Pastor Keith spoke, I just really had insecurity come into my mind last week going, well, we need to deal with this, this issue because it plagues so many of us. And it's so funny because it even plagued the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul had to deal with this when he, when he had his church and, you know, when at the church of Corinth, and they started measuring his ministry. They started comparing it with others. Paul wasn't a very good speaker. Barnabas was better. Paul was pretty short in stature. He didn't look that great. He's, he had been through a lot of rough times in his life. And so people started to, to compare him. The church started to measure up his ministry to others. And you can read about this whole journey in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, 11, and 12, and you'll see Paul battling with this. And in chapter 10, it talks about strongholds. And when we ever hear the word strongholds, we think of those really big sins, like, you know, addiction to pornography or addiction to gambling or anger or those really big things that we think are the strongholds that are bringing us down. But they can be so much, the strongholds are just things that stop us entering into the will of God because they hold us back because they build, they, they build up these strongholds that stop us from entering into what God has called us to. And so you see this in chapter 10 when uh, you know, people are trying to discourage Paul and discredit him with arguments and pretentious words. And in chapter 10, uh, verse 12, he talks about one of the main causes of insecurity. Verse 12 in chapter 10, it says, We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with someone or some who commend themselves when they measure themselves by themselves or compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. See, when we live from the outside in, we, we, we're measuring our life with the world standard. We're measuring our life with the, the world, uh, you know, their mindset of success, comparing ourselves with others. And that's when strongholds are built. Because when we start comparing ourselves to others, we put these, plate, these, these walls in front of us that stop us, like I said, stepping into the will of God. And so I want to kind of share what the outside reality, what the outside in living looks like because of what I myself had to deal with and what the, the thoughts that would come into my mind. And so when we live in our reality of our world every day, and we're dealing with something like insecurity, you start thinking, well, 
I start comparing myself to others. I start going, well, I'm a, I'm a 30-year-old male and you know, I've got friends who are my age doing awesome things. I've got friends my age planting churches who are you know, a couple of years older than me and they're planting churches in America and they're doing really well. You know, they're standing in, in front of thousands of people preaching and I've got this ministry of 20 to 40 on a really good time. And I'm going, well, I'm 30 years old and they're 30 or 32 or something like that. I'm going, well, man, what, what I'm doing is, is insignificant compared to what they're doing. And so... It starts affecting my emotions. It starts affecting my feelings. So I start feeling discouraged. We've all felt discouraged. We start feeling insignificant. Because when you look to, the, to what other people are doing and they're speaking to thousands and, you know, this might not be you, but it's me. And I start people seeing, you know, they're speaking to thousands. They're leading hundreds in their ministry, you know, and they're just down the road from me. And, you know, we're the same age. They could be younger than me. And I'm going, well, now I just feel insignificant. And I feel defeated. And then so what it does is that it starts to affect my mind. And it starts to affect my thoughts. And so... I start thinking, oh, well, if I'm a 30-year-old male and I kind of did the, grew up in there kind of time and they're stepping into all these awesome uh, ministry opportunities, they're speaking, they've got, uh, you know, hundreds and, you know, I've only got 20 or 30 and, um, and, and so I go, oh, maybe I'm not called to this. Maybe I don't have what it takes. Maybe I, I can't do it. Maybe... Why, why, am I here, why am I standing here speaking? I don't, I'm not called to speak. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have what it takes to lead people. And then the worst thing comes is that it starts to affect your will and your choices. Or maybe I just, maybe I just throw in the, tw- throw in the towel. Maybe I give up ministry. Man, what was God thinking about putting someone like me in this area, I'm just going to throw in the towel. I'm going to go mow some lawns for a living. I'm going to push a lawnmower, make some good money, <laughs> buy a house, sit in the back row of church, stop serving. And that's what happens when insecurity gets into our lives from the outside in. That I don't think that anymore. I have those thoughts every now and again. But I tell you what, I've been set free from that. And I'm so glad that I have because I tell you what, if I hadn't been set free before social media came in, man, whoo, social media from the devil. But it's good at the same time. It's the way that you use it. So how, I just want to share a couple of key thoughts on how we can, what we can do when we have these thoughts. What we can do when we start getting these thoughts of, from the outside in of these, you know, I'm not good enough. I, I shouldn't be doing this. You know, people are doing it way better than me. I just want to share two, just two key thoughts on what we can do to help us stay to the truth that God has already placed freedom in our heart. 
I want to share a story. So about oh, saying 2004-ish, 2005, 2004, 2005, I don't know. Um, uh, I worked for a car parts company, and um, it was like 5 o'clock. We kind of packed away uh, the, um, the forklift. Uh, we put some cars behind, you know, in front of it so it couldn't get out. And um, we had a late pickup from a courier company, and uh, they needed to take this uh, V8 engine, I think it was, some sort of engine, it was a big one, and they needed to, it needed to get down the, the line in New Zealand, and it needed to go that day, and they'd come late. We packed everything up, and we really needed to get this engine onto this truck. So being, you know, some good Kiwi males that we were, we thought that we'd just lift it, and... Um, and we thought that was a good idea. So about four of us kind of picked it up and lifted onto this truck. And I kind of moved the wrong way. And my back just went out. And I just, I just, my back was stuffed for years. And so I've kind of always been dealing with this pain in my back. And I went to the physio and they're like, oh, you know, they're like, what happened? I was like, oh, I did this. I was, you know, really strong. I thought I was really strong. And I thought I was Iron Man. And, you know, I thought I'd just put it in the truck and everything like that. And, um, and, and so she's like, well, you got a slip disc in your back. I was like, well, that's not good. You know, and I was like, well, you know, we'll have a, you know, and, and, but, you know, physio says cost a lot. So I don't go that often. And then I kind of thought I'd be the male and just push through the pain every time it came. And I just kind of lived with it. About two years ago, the pain kind of came back. And uh, I was like, well, I'm just going to push through the pain because that's what I've always done. But what I didn't realize is that I had been married for a year, okay? And I'd started, obviously, sharing a bed with my wife because that's what you do. And, uh, and so what I, what I didn't realize is that when I have a bad sleep because of my back, my wife has a bad sleep because of my restlessness. And what I learned very quickly, probably in the first month of our marriage, that you don't mess with my wife's sleep. <laughs> my wife loves her sleep. And so when I have a bad sleep, she has a bad sleep, which makes my wife not a happy person, which makes me not a happy, well, I don't have a happy life. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. We all know the saying. And so what she did is that she called the osteo for me. She booked an appointment for me. And she goes, babe, she texts me. She goes, you got an appointment on this day at this time. Go. So I did because I'm a good husband. I obeyed my wife. And so I went to the, to the osteo and I was like, look, this is the, this is the thing. You know, it's just come back. I've got a slip disc. That's what I've been told. And she goes, okay, cool. So she, she poked and prodded my spine. She's like, sweet, your spine's there. It's good. And, uh, and so what she did is that she made me stand like uh, in front of her with my, my hands by my side. She's like, all right, face forward. She's like looking at me. I like, turn left. I like, turn left. Turn right. Turn right. She's like, all right, go forward again. Move your neck. Go down. All that kind of stuff. And she goes, I've got good news and bad news. I was like, cool, what's, what's the good news? Well, the good news is that you don't have a slip disc. You got misdiagnosed, you don't have a slip disc. I was like, okay, well, that's really annoying. I wish I would have known about that. I was like, well, what's the bad news then? She says, like, your posture's all out of whack. Like, it's just everywhere. I was like, okay, cool. What do I need to do? 
to help that. She goes, you need to do two things. You need to reset and realign your posture, and you need to stretch these little small muscles that help keep your posture aligned. I was like, okay, cool. So my first point, we need to realign our posture to the posture that God created us. Come on. See, what she did is that I look like a weirdo, but she's like, well, you need to stand up. You need to like put your, your shoulders back. You need to put your, like, your, your hip out, and I don't know how it was, and like, keep your legs a little bit bent. And I felt like an absolutely weirdo, absolute weirdo. But she said, well, that's the posture that your body has been made and designed to. And that when you, you're out of posture, it makes, it, it makes your back real sore and everything. It goes down your legs and everything like that. And so she told me how to sit. She told me how to stand the right way. And that told me how my posture was meant to be. And see, if we want to keep living in this freedom that is already in us, we need to realign our posture to the truth that God has placed in us. So what's the truth that bring freedom? They're in the Word of God. They're so accessible for us. They're right there in the Word of God. And just a handful, like 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Psalm 145.9, the Lord is good to all and His mercy is over all that He has made. Psalm 105, Psalm 100 verse 5, for the Lord is good, His, His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. Hebrews 13 verse 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear what man shall do unto me. John 1 verse 12, yet to all who did receive Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Ephesians 1 verse 5, He has predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will. These are only just a handful, six verses out of a whole book that speak the truth of God for our life. We can easily realign our posture when we get into the Word of God and seek His truths. So number one, we need to realign our posture. Number two, we need to stretch. So she said, oh, I've got all these like muscles down here that I don't use. And so I kind of like, you know, hunched forward and stuff. But then she's like muscles in the back that I need to use. And she's like giving me these really fantastic stretches that I had to do at home before I go to bed and everything like that. And I had to do them to help strengthen those muscles so that it could hold up my realigned posture. Another story for you. Back in 2007, I was like three years into like my journey of being a Christian. Uh, in 2005, I became a Christian. In um, 2006, I jumped straight into Bible college. And in 2007, I got the opportunity to work at our church uh, in Auckland. And uh, I was really pumped, and I had this moment probably halfway through the year where we had a prayer meeting uh, in our auditorium, about 300 people at this prayer meeting with the full-on band and everything like that. I remember where I was standing, and I was um, 
stand like right in the middle, facing the band, and see what what had happened previous. And uh, this is where my insecurity comes in. What had happened previous is that I was I was living. Uh, you know, I did Bible college, and now I'm living with you know people from Bible college, and um, and that what what they would do is that they would get up six o'clock in the morning, they'd grab breakfast, um, they would go and you know go back in their room, put their worship music on, uh, read the Word of God, and you know pray and sing worship songs to Jesus. All at six o'clock in the morning, I was asleep, and so this tiny minuscule thing. I was like, well, these are guys are getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm still asleep. I mustn't be a good Christian. I had just done Bible college. I just immersed myself in a year of teaching, of realigning my posture. But then insecurity came in and goes, well, no, you're not getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning like your, your flatmates are. You're not reading your word. I was reading my word, but not at 6 o'clock in the morning. I don't do six o'clock in the morning. And so all these things coming, started coming into my head like, oh, you know, you're not reading your word. You're not a very good Christian. How, why are you on staff at a church if you're not reading your word at six o'clock in the morning? And so all these things started coming to my head. I'm like, oh, man, that's, and I, I dealt, I was, it was hitting me hard. And uh, in this moment, in the presence of God, in this prayer uh, meeting, where just people are just worshiping and praying, God, not audibly, but so like, you know when it's not audible, you, you can like hear Him? You know that? Oh, okay. Um, that's just me. Um, it's good. Um, God was just like, you need to stop comparing yourself. You're made uniquely. You don't have to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning as long as you're building your relationship with me. And God just smashed this thing of comparison, of insecurity. And man, I'm, like I said before, I'm so glad He did it 10 years before Instagram and before you know, all these huge things because, man, Instagram gets me sometimes. And, uh, and so, the, but what I had to stretch in, what I had to stretch in was these things that He spoke to me. Is this, I am made in His image. I have His Spirit inside of me. I can approach him as a child of God, and I will inherit the promises that he has for me. These are the things that I needed to continually stretch in. And if I didn't have these, like Pastor Keith, it's amazing that Pastor Keith has like talked about these things. If you, if you know Pastor Keith, he, he, know, he talks about, I am, I have, I can, and I will. These are the things that set me free. These are the things that I needed to stretch in. And so when I went to the osteo, they realigned my posture, and they gave me these stretches that I need to do. And so these are the things that I've been doing and stretching and but see, the thing is, is that, like I said, we live, we, we don't live at church. So yes, I still deal with insecurity and the comparing thoughts. And I do still go on Instagram and see my friends doing amazing things. 
And sometimes I go, oh, man, that'd be awesome if I could just have a youth ministry that big. It'd be awesome if I was in that environment to plant a church. But then I, I realized that God has set me free from that. And I am made in His image. I have His Spirit inside of me. I can approach Him as a child of God, and I will inherit the promises that He has for me. It may not be now, but it will happen. It will happen. And so this morning, I really, really wanted to smash this thing of insecurity because it can do so much destruction to people. I know what it feels like, but I'm so glad I'm on the other side where, where I can repeat these stretches, repeat these things that He has, and I can live in that freedom. In 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, Paul goes, But He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. I will say that I have been insecure. I will say that I have gone and I've done, I've you know, compared myself to others, but I know now that Christ's power lives inside of me and that I don't need to be stopped. I don't have this wall in front of me. The strongholds is not holding me back from stepping into the will of God that He's called me to. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.